0: Football is back and so is the Ringer NFL show coming at you five days a week with wall-to-wall coverage from recapping the Sunday games, giving a player perspective, deep dives, and previewing the coming slate. Check out the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Stadio Podcast and Ringer FC. I'm Musa Kwonga. I'm Ryan Hun. Ryan, how are you doing? I am doing well, thanks Musa. How are you? Very well indeed. Roll necked up as usual and correct. Merry Christmas. Dig dong merrily. Yes, yes. um, I'm good. Merry Christmas to you too. Merry Christmas to all listeners. Or
2: happy holidays. Wishing you a
1: great festive season or festive surroundings. I hope your surroundings are festive wherever you are.
2: Oh, a Christmas Day Stadio episode. Good times. Did you get everything you ever wished
1: for? Ryan, this podcast is all I could have wished for. (laughs) (laughs) Pandering to my base, pandering to my base. How about yourself? You're good?
2: I'm all right. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, just steady away. It's not, the, the weird thing about Christmas is at
1: a certain point, it absolutely stopped being about the presents. I can't remember the year. There's actually two stages I, I think agree, I've gone through yeah. with Christmas. I went through the stage of like, no longer believing in <gasps> and I'm not sure when that happened. <laughs> and then the second phase for me was not really getting a thrill from presents. Not because I don't love receiving presents, but because at a certain point it just becomes about the company and Christmas becomes about gratitude at a certain point. Just another 12 months of getting through things, seeing people catching up, exchanging some warmth. And there's a really beautiful period for me. My favorite part of Christmas actually is the two week lead up to Christmas itself. When everyone is back in London, everyone's back. Like for some reason, everyone's around. You can grab a coffee here or there, obviously COVID, COVID permitting. Yeah. COVID permitting. Yeah. But like you can catch up with people. Everyone's just kind of in the orbit. And then you lead up to Christmas and everyone starts arriving back from different holidays in parts of the world. Cause you know, <coughs> sorry. <gasps> I know. I know. <laughs> for me. I know. I know. My mum was like, what's that cough? Coronavirus. It's getting real. It's getting oh, real. Uh, throwback to March 2020. Indeed, indeed. My goodness. We were so young and innocent then. Well, no, we were innocent then. So yeah, I feel like Christmas now for me is just about gratitude, if that makes mm. sense.
2: My favorite bit of Christmas is actually from like the 26th to like the 2nd of January, where there's oh. just this dead zone.
1: Oh, that's amazing. The sweet spot.
2: You don't really know what day it
1: is. Yeah, I've never known what day I've never known what day of the week is it.
2: Yeah, Never know, never know. It feels like five Saturdays in a row. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Should we get on to the show? Let's do it, let's do it. Get to the show, get to the show, yeah. We're going to give you all the greatest Christmas present of all. Although some people, so I've heard, apparently it's their favourite bit of the show. <laughs> We're not going to give you any admin. None, none. Listen, ad-free. Ad-free? <laughs> ad-free podcast. A different kind of ad-free. But we do hope everyone's staying safe and well. Having a lovely Christmas if you're celebrating. And also, Christmas can be... <laughs> A really tricky time for some people, which is why we wanted to do this episode for Christmas Day. Mm. Um, so if you needed more of our nonsense, you got it. And if you didn't, if you didn't need it, here it You're is. getting it. It's too late, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, there is a little bit of admin before we get on. Sorry, everyone. I lied. I lied. Uh, don't forget, we're on our Christmas schedule at the moment, but the Stadios will be off on the 29th. So that will be our final episode of 2021, the end of year awards that no one asked for.
1: The least hotly awaited football awards in the calendar. And I say that because nobody, I don't think I've received a single message, public or private, actually asking for the stadios.
2: The most dreaded award ceremony.
1: Literally no no one has has said, oh my God, am I nominated for XYZ?
2: Actually, I don't think they're the most dreaded
1: because I don't think people give enough of a shit. I think there's one one thing I would like, I I was going to tell a lie there. I was going to say that I've received a couple of emails from uh, football clubs privately anxious as to whether they'll be catfish of the year. If I did receive such emails, I think they would be secretly hopeful they were actually mentioned.
2: (laughs) 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 So today we put a thing out on the newsletter a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago now, saying that we were going to record a Christmas Day episode and that what we would have liked to, what we wanted to do was for people to kind of submit their own Football things that they've been grateful for this year because mm. obviously it's been another grim year on the whole. Yeah. But there have been some really amazing things happen in the football sense. And we thought actually it would be really nice to, you know, we've talked about some bleak stuff this year. We have. In football terms as well. So we thought that it would be really nice just to read out the things that everyone has been grateful for this year. Absolutely. So shall we get into them after this? Let's do it. man, if you don't mind, would you mind if I go first? Go for it. Okay, so a little bit before we do this, a lot of these had a couple of sentences here and there in them where they would big us up as well or say that something like Stadio or Wright's House was something that they were grateful for this year. So first of all, I want to say thank you very, very, very much to everyone who yeah. did that because that's super kind. And we do get a little bit overwhelmed by a lot of the lovely things that people send us. But we didn't want to include them in every single one that had them because everyone's like, yeah, all right, guys, we get it. Yeah. Yeah, well yeah. done. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Last one. So I wanted to start with this one or these first couple that have a little bit of an element in there and then we can get them all out the way. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. So this is a lovely one to start from Brooks Gustafson. He said, I'm grateful for Stadio. I stumbled across it in the middle of the pandemic and haven't missed an episode since. Thanks, Brooks. I was always a casual football fan, but now I can't get enough. It is all I read now. I loved all the book recommendations from the podcasts and the newsletter. I've jumped headfirst into the data of football. If you have more data book recommendations, I would love them. Thank you, Ryan, Musa, Wrighty, and all of the Wrighty's House crew. I get so excited to listen to you every week. Thank you. Now drop the Zlatan take.
1: (laughs) Nice try, Brooks. Nice try. Thanks very much, Brooks. Thanks so much, Brooks. Much appreciated. Um, the that Take will remain as a sealed document <laughs> until eight years after my death. Um, but I appreciate you asking for it. If I think of any decent uh, data recommendations, we can just pop them in the newsletter. Yeah,
2: we'll pop them in the newsletter. Yeah. Oh, stadio.football, scroll down to the bottom. Sign up if you want to sign yeah,
1: up. Yeah, all listeners, actually, any decent recommendations, let us know. But um, just to echo that, Brooks, so grateful. Really so glad you enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, thanks so that means, Yeah, that means everything. That means everything. Yeah, it really does. Go on then, Musa. You're next. Okay, this is from Katie from Sheffield. Hi, Ryan and Musa. I hope you're staying safe and well and getting vaccinated if you can. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pod. Thanks for being such great company this year. Oh, thank you. I am grateful for getting back to games with my loved ones. My girlfriend, Eve, who introduced me to Stadio. Ah, oh, thanks, Eve. Find nice. us here the post. And I have been going home and away a lot with our club Sheffield United along with my dad, brother, and even my sister for her first away game. Even I also made the trip to see a few women's games, including the FA Cup final. Great oh, game. Oh. It was a lovely feeling to be able to take her hand and give her a cuddle and a kiss at a football game without fear. Oh. I'm grateful for the players, fans, and clubs in the women's game who create that environment. Have a great Christmas and New Year. Lots of love to you all, plus the Wrighty's House crew. Thanks, Katie. P.S. Thanks to Ryan and Ian for the belief in the Blades last season, well after we'd lost hope.
2: Oh, yeah, me and you thought they might have scraped out of it. That's lovely. I remember that episode. That. Yeah, thanks so much, yes. Katie. That's so kind. And I'm really glad. This is the amazing thing about women's football, especially. And I hope that it transmits to the men's game. We were actually talking about it, I think, in the Wrighty's House group the other day, about how just how open and how welcoming a lot of it is. and Yeah. It's model. So good. We, we said it when we went to the Arsenal-Barcelona game as well.
1: There was a lovely moment um, after the Women's FA Cup final uh, just got on Arsenal-Chelsea and they gave you um, admission to Box Park uh, if you've been to oh, the game. Yeah. And just like milling around with football fans wearing Arsenal-Chelsea shirts honestly could have just stayed there for like actually did stay there for hours stayed there for a couple of hours but the, you know the vibe went on for like a long time after that and it was just beautiful it was like the communion of football actually. Mm. If that makes sense, just bring everyone together. Um, I mean, that's what it's about, isn't it?
2: Even though obviously the pandemic's been going on, one of my favorite things about football Twitter, for example, is when everyone's watching the same game Mm. and something happens, like something unbelievable happens. The moment the timeline just goes, and everyone is just sharing in this collective joy. It's
1: one of the best things. Can I say one of my favourite things in football actually is that is the mutual respect. Like, um mm. there's times when I do the Ars Blog um podcast, shout out to Andrew Magan, and I'll say at the end, like, may the best team win. And yeah, you always I, I, do that. But I mean I mean that. I genuinely mean that. Like it's the mutual respect. Like my favourite moments in football. There's a time I played against a team at uni and um the centre back had been kicking the hell out of me for like 90 minutes. it'd been a really fair contest, a really fair duel. I think I'd he tackled me four or five times. I'd gone past him a couple of times. It was, it was really even. Game ended one all. At the end, the ref sprinted over to us all to separate us because we, we sprinted towards each other the moment the final whistle went. And the ref were like, ran between us to separate us. And I was like, no, like, it was mutual appreciation. Wow. Gave each other a huge handshake. And the ref was like, no, no. I said, that is the, that is the most beautiful, fair, even contest I've had. Shout out to Jamie Wotton for that. Jamie Wotton, that is the best contest I ever had with the centre-half. And that's what I love about football it's the mutual respect. Like you're both trying to execute something to the best of your ability and make something bigger than yourselves, make a spectacle, if that makes sense. Um, mm. But yeah, so I'm so glad that um, messages like that. Those messages kind of get to the heart of what football is for me. And yeah, there's, no totally. mention, there's no mention of a result in that message. It's just about yeah. the feel, the community. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. Amazing. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. Uh,
2: this one from Katrona McGregor. I hope I've pronounced that right, Catriona. Yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds good. Hi, Ryan and Musa. On the footballing grateful topic, the moment I'd, I'd be most grateful for over the last year was Allison's header in extra time at West Brom. Not because of the result, but the, at that stage of lockdown, slash post-lockdown, it was so cathartic to see a moment of joy and emotion on the football pitch amongst a group of players who clearly needed something like that to happen. For me, there was something maybe about the empty stadium that highlighted the extent of the elation though I also would have loved to have that to have happened in front of a packed away and stripped down, it felt on a basic level like what football is supposed to be. Thanks so much for all the work and care that's gone in Stadio in 2021. It's been a great companion in another weird year. Thanks very much, Cattrione. No, that was amazing. We've got a couple more on the Alison thing, so I think I might, we might hold off comment, but, yeah, I
1: love that. But thank you, Katrina, specifically for that. If thing. I was a Liverpool fan,
2: Amazing. that moment for me, I think, would be right up there, actually.
1: Was that after his father had passed as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, so even Cause more actually, powerful.
2: Yeah, because well, that's a couple, what, a couple of the other ones. Sorry, I meant to shift these into more of a cohesive order, but we no, can revisit great. moments of gratitude. What the hell? Why not? Celebrate.
1: Exactly. Listen, it's Christmas. Listen. Exactly. This one, thanks so much, Catriona. This one's from Elizabeth Lefebvre.
2: Oh, that's a great pronunciation. I hope that's correct because that's... Ha 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 ha. Oh,
1: goodness me. What I was grateful for in football this year, Everton beating Liverpool at Anfield, especially in light of everything that has happened to Everton since that moment, I will always be grateful for the 24 hours after this match when I felt like I could run through a brick wall. I bet. Honourable mention, the Super League crumbling after 48 hours. <laughs> that was delightful. Can I shout out to Everton for an incredible statement on Twitter about that as well. Everton were the Mm. first club, I think, the Premier League to come out and condemn that. Second honourable mention, being able to attend Carly Lloyd's last ever match in person. Every goal celebration between Ellen Haaland and Jude Bellingham. (laughs) Oh, that's adorable. (laughs) The England Euro squad, the overall vibes and defiant attitude in the face of everything going on politically, Also, I got really emotionally invested in Dominic Calvert-Lewin going wire to wire in the basketball free throw composition they did on the Lions Den show. That was so good. Late entry, but everything about the Arsenal retro kit launch. And of course, I'm eternally grateful for Stadio. Thank you. And all the hard work that goes into bringing us all some joy and reminding us that football is for everyone.
2: Aw, thanks. Thanks, Football is for everyone. I thought I'd taken that. I meant to take that bit out. Sorry.
1: No, no listen we, 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 we won't say these ones again but thank you but yes. also like what a great selection of memories like that brings back so much to me looking at that I love
2: that I love that yeah man that, I mean what a list what a list goodness me alright I'm up ah Anushree Nande Anu so that's that Anu
1: Anu what a writer Anu's got some new work out check out Anu's work Books in Boston yeah, at it. Books in Boston on Twitter and on Instagram I think as well fantastic um, and she's fantastic a Guna.
2: she is indeed uh, Anu's one is my answer for the things I'm grateful for this season in no particular order. My football community, particularly the Boston Gooners. Ha, awesome. Bakayo Saka in a retro kit with a puppy. Absolutely. Shameless marketing, and we love it. Oh my God. Take my money. Shameless. <laughs> Aaron Ramsdale's energy. Viv Medema's bun, as in hair bun. Yeah, yeah. I miss it. Boo the ponytail, she says. Manu Ibuchi and Katie McCabe's screamers. Loving that. Loving that.
1: Yeah, actually, can I say while I'm on the podcast, just to to embarrass you for a moment, Anu, thank you so much specifically for all your support of my work. Yeah, I'm so grateful. I know my publishers are very grateful, but just thank you because obviously it was a big year for me. It was a pandemic and I got these books out. So I didn't get to do the proper launches until much later in the year. Um, I never got to do a book launch for one of them, for example, right? One of my proudest um, pieces of work, never got to do a book launch, but your support of it online specifically really, really helped um, with an otherwise difficult moment. So thank you so much for that. Yep.
2: Chance to Anu. Yep, yep.
1: Next up, Marco Gaza. I love this one. Marco Gaza. As a Cruz Azul fan, I'm grateful for the chaos football brings. <laughs> Frankly, as a Cruz Azul fan, you have to have an appetite for chaos. Like Cruz Azul winning the championship after 20 years, with all the heat, bench clearing, and the suspension that came with it. And hopefully, by the time of recording, Atlas winning the league after not having won it since the 50s, which and they did. That happened. Marco, you have had all your footballing vitamins. Show me a football fan this
2: year year
1: who's had more football vitamins than Marco Garza. I love that so much. I love that. Wow,
2: that's amazing. That is amazing.
1: It's incredible. Can I say, actually, uh, there's a special place in my heart for our um, listeners who follow Liga MX and all the Mm. other football as well, because you are mastering unbelievable time zones. I'm not sure what it's doing for your sleeping patterns, but I'm so grateful that you tune in. It means a lot.
2: Imagine everyone there who does that just watching like Minority Report, just like whoosh, swishing all the highlights back. Yeah, to different yeah time exactly. Zones.
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's, like, it's like Professor Xavier Cerebro, just like yeah, exactly. <laughs> having a room where you summon football highlights, don't you? And at any point in the world, you know when there's football going on, <laughs> you can sense it.
2: <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Who's up? I'm up. Uh, this one from Sebastian Seitz says <laughs> Adidas versus Righty. the release of the Righty era retro kits and apparel have been the highlights of Arsenal season Arsenal may not have Ballon Drip Bellerin anymore but these nostalgic collections help distract us from the time loop of mediocrity we seem to be stuck in the problem uh, with stuff that, I mean that's an amazing one Sebastian I totally yeah. agree but I think also the funny thing about it is that it's become such a meme now of like Arsenal poor performance yeah. drop a killer collection of kits
1: yeah but can I be honest in a, on, a, on a charitable level to Arsenal retro kits for you function a bit like great goals mm-hmm. from Mark Hughes worked for us so there was a period when United were really struggling to get it going and every so often Mark Hughes would score a goal that would remind you like that's United mm. um, Evan would look at those goals and so Mark Hughes, there's an amazing volley he got in a one-all draw at Goodison Park um, against Everton there was the 5-1 the great volley against Mel Makin's Man City when we were 5 you know we lost 5-1 like that Mark Hughes would pop up every now and again to do it to sh- you know, with a goal that would remind us of, that's United. And the retro kit launches actually do quite a clever thing in that sense. They do remind you what Arsenal is. Whenever you watch mm. them, you're like, hang on a minute, that's our identity. And now you can say that's quite cynical, but I don't think it is actually. There's a lot of people in and around the design team who really love Arsenal because you can't fake love in a creative campaign. The needs of some amount of love. There's mm. a great, I'm watching Yeah,
2: you can see through it when, it, when yeah. you do
1: I'm watching Mad Men at the moment. Oh yeah, we need to talk and about there's, it. And there's an amazing segment when Don Draper, the kind of star of Mad Men, the hugely flawed, I mean, not an anti, it's just the main character. He gives an amazing speech about nostalgia and its value. Mm. And he's referring to his love for his wife and how he's lost that. And he's referring to the love that he had for his wife. It's a famous monologue, right? And it goes in for like two, three minutes. And by the end, like seasoned ad Men are weeping and one guy has to walk out. And I feel like whoever's writing the Arsenal retro stuff I don't know what love or nostalgia they're drawing on that's genuine, but whatever it is, is hitting the mark. The mm. Drive one is still the greatest. It's still the greatest for me. Mm. The re- that, that so I got, good. You know, it's funny. I got when goosebumps I, watching when that. I, yeah. I literally got, the moment I mentioned the Drive one, I got goosebumps and I'm not even an Arsenal fan.
0: Mm.
1: Like for that to come out and that community, how do I say this? For that to come out was so powerful because it was a difficult time for Arsenal when that came out. But also it's like, this is what we can be. And mm-hmm. that the one value of nostalgia, the one value of nostalgia, whether it's a kit drop or anywhere else in life, is like, it's always a reminder of this is what we were and this is what we can be again. And it's really yeah. important to look at it in that context. Sorry Absolutely. to get all philosophical, the, but the, the, yeah.
2: also the other one that they did with the, uh, for the third kit where they had the, the thing flash between Burkamp and Miedemar. I was just like, <gasps> oh my God. Yeah, so Perfection. good. And the funny thing is, is that the one they just released, the yellow one, I've got, I showed you that picture of me and my dad were both wearing them when I was a kid, right? Love it. Wearing the matching ones. So it makes you feel old that retro kits are coming out that you had first time around. Incredible. As a kid, you know, it shows my age. Also, I didn't tell Riley this, but whenever I see that yellow shirt that they've just done, the first thing that comes to my mind is his goal on the charity shield. Oh my God. The,
1: the incredible one that Schmeichel still hasn't seen. Schmeichel's still yeah. watching that to work out what happened. But it's the first thing that comes to my mind. Underrated goal that. Anyway, underrated goal. Very underrated. Um, You're up. I am. This is from Triggy Christiansen. This year, I was very happy to be able to return back to my local stadium to support Brunsher, and it gave me a new appreciation for the stadium experience, especially on the, in quotes, lower grassroots level. Oh now, can I say this? Nice. I love this message so much because we love grassroots football, mm. amateur football. You look at Berlin in particular, where the scene is so strong. Mm. The thing I love about the amateur game in Berlin is, you know how like you look around certain cities by the subway stops, you can punctuate a city, particularly Berlin, by the amateur grounds. Mm, you could do an alternative yeah. map, you do an alternative yeah, totally. underground map of Berlin with undergrad, with um, football stadiums, like, you know, smaller stadiums. And you could do like a full, like, tube map treatment of, oh, what, yeah, of, each, of yeah. each of the stories of those grounds. And that's why Berlin's so incredible. There's those moments where you think nothing beats actually amateur football. Nothing be- nothing, nothing beats it.
2: Yeah, I agree, man. There's nothing like it, yeah. Right, right, exactly, yeah. Yeah, my dad goes to watch a, lo- a lot of low League games and he loves just it. The con- just the connection. Because now it, he's yeah. retired, he's just got like a little part-time job. He goes everywhere. Like, uh, did I tell you what he said to me? I think the week after, was it the week after we did the Emma Hayes thing or mm. we did the Wrights House thing with Emma Hayes, Chelsea played Savetta at home and my dad sent me a text saying, do you think uh, your pal Emma Hayes would be able to sort me out with a ticket for <laughs> <laughs> and, I was, and I, I was just like uh, and he was just like just kidding going anyway they do it for like three quid for seniors
1: I love that he asked though I love that he asked I fucking trolled by my dad that's, that's his job it's his He's, job
2: yeah I know anyway hi dad lovely, Merry Christmas lovely, dad.
1: hope you're having a good day that was a highlight meeting your dad that was lovely actually oh yeah he came to the podcast. yeah, right was, yeah great idea
2: um, he just wanted to talk about golf with <laughs> yeah. Righty. that's what it was It wasn't asked about asking him any football stuff they were just talking about golf legend Uh, John Squires. Shouts to John, who is a Stadio OG. He is indeed. Hi gang. So many football highlights, Euros, crowds back, etc. As you said a few podcasts back, I'd got a bit jaded with football behind closed doors, European Super League, Newcastle takeover, my ongoing bitterness about VAR. I've started following St. Pauli and Napoli more and have thrown myself fully into my NFL fandom. Go Browns. Love it. I still have my Pompey season ticket, but was unsure whether my heart was still in it like in the before times therefore my footballing highlight was watching Pompey versus Cheltenham Town on a Tuesday night with my 11 year old son and just being filled with joy him living every kick every tackle scorning us being given off given offside and celebrating our our equaliser with unbridled enthusiasm football bloody hell love to you both John oh John that's amazing
1: love that so much nothing beats like going with friends or family to a game nothing beats it collective joy is the best Absolute best. It's from Joel Fisher. The first thing I thought of was the NWSL players, Kai McCullough, Sinead Farrelly, and Mana Shim, and all that have followed, who have forced not just our league, but leagues and nations and youth setups all over the world to confront the abuse that has been a part of strangling women's football as a sport and women's footballers' lives and careers. We've already seen their courage to stand up for basic dignity and integrity, inspire others globally. I can only hope that sunlight will prove to be the best disinfectant and we can build something new and beautiful where each rotten root is stripped out. Hear, hear. Amen, amen, amen.
2: I don't even have anything to add on that. I think we did an episode about the, the stuff that was going on in, in the WSL and the great reporting that Meg Linehan did on breaking the story a couple of months ago now. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. hope it highlights it to such a degree that this would never, ever happen again. It can't Absolutely, happen again. and
1: actually on that note... Um, Shout out to Meg, obviously did an amazing job and her colleagues. Mm. Also to uh, Romain Molina, um, who really said he was going to highlight um, sexual exploitation of children in football at different levels. Mm. So look out for him. Uh, Investigations coming from him over the next um, few months uh, because I feel like this is a bit of a watershed. Mm. I want to be optimistic about this and say that people are speaking up now and they're feeling emboldened because they know there are platforms that will be taken seriously. And that's a really Mm -hmm. great thing. So shout out to Meg and Athletic for spearheading that and to everyone else who's put out such great work about that.
2: If you don't mind, I'll read the next two because I've got a short one. Go for it, yeah, yeah. Daniel Bartolini says, "I'm thankful for Gotham FC's social media department and their weekly team outfits catwalk videos. These are unbelievable, by the way. <laughs> not Just the pure so swag much sauce. on display. So it's much just sauce. unbelievable. <laughs> I'm also thankful to the players for committing to owning that moment and giving the fan base a weekly moment of joy, intrigue, and banter. The best. These are so good. So go this and is check football. them out. If you this is, this yet. is yeah. This is football for sure." And I'm going to follow up this one. Caroline Stefko. Shouts to Caroline. I was born and raised in Texas, but never really watched any of the American soccer leagues with regularity until this year. I decided to start going to as many home games as I could for my local USL club, San Antonio FC. This included taking my niece and nephews to their first ever competitive soccer match. They loved it, as well as the home matches for the team's deepest ever run in the playoffs. But the most special moment happened after the club was knocked out in the Western Conference final on penalties. The supporters club got together at the airport to greet the team as they arrived home from California. And it meant a lot to be able to tell the players personally how much I enjoyed watching them play this season when there wasn't a lot else to look forward to because of the pandemic. Next year, I have season tickets. That's incredible. I love that. I love that so much,
1: Caroline. Like again, for the gratitude, the fact that these players would have been so powerful. You're coming back through customs for your baggage check, having lost a game and you you left the fans down, you let the fans down and then you've got that. That's an absolutely amazing welcome. That gratitude is so great because that's the unconditional love that football gives. I love that so much. It reminds me actually of, um, Uruguay got knocked out of the World Cup 2018 by France and Fernando Muslera made a really bad mistake for the second goal. I think he parried Griezmann's goal into the net at 2-0 and Uruguay arrived back in Uruguay at Montevideo and the reception they got was mind-blowing. Like, and the crowd was chanting for Maslera, loudest of all, pretty much. And he couldn't believe it because he's done such incredible things for Uruguay. Um, and again, to, the, to Caroline's point about this, the welcome back, the gratitude for players who've done so much, been given you so much joy. And to show them that, like, to be that thankful in one of the darkest moments, I think is really beautiful. So yeah, yeah I love that. I agree.
2: Do you want to do the next couple? I yeah, a couple. next. Okay. This one's so much up your street. It's unbelievable. Oh my God. Oh my God. This was made for me. Do you know Kieran how I slightly uh, manipulated it? Like, you know.
1: Ha, ha, ha. I, I promise you I did not write this. This is not my pen name. Is this it's it? Kieran, <laughs> Kieran, <laughs> Kieran <laughs> Crowther. Do you know what?
2: I did think about this when I saw ha. this.
1: Kieran Crowther. least necessary suffering is the football thing which I'm perhaps most grateful for this year. Listening to you guys and reading Sid Lowe break down How they eventually got the job done winning La Liga was something I connected with, not just as a football fan, but on a human level as well. We have all had to suffer a lot over the course of this pandemic, and last season, it felt like Atletico suffered with all of us at times. So I am grateful we got to witness their moment of euphoria and joy on the final day of the season, and hope we can all experience our own moments of catharsis in the coming weeks and months as we start to emerge from these strange times. The suffering is necessary. But uh, Letty and the Studio Podcast reminded me this year that good times are never too far away.
2: Amen, Kieran. Amen. (laughs) The anxiety exists.
1: The (laughs) anxiety (laughs) exists. I'm gonna be biased here. My favorite message ever.
2: (laughs) Incredible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? One day, if I ever like have a career as a super spy, my greeting wherever goes like when there's like secret like speakeasy bars in like a part of like Berlin. The password has to be, the suffering is necessary. And the reply has to be, the anxiety yeah, exactly. exists. <laughs> oh, your trouble. <laughs> this one's from Emilio Weber. Soccer gratitude comes from the Black Taxi, an Irish pub in Philly. Love it. An amazing place to stand outside in the cold and rain. To root against Manchester City at the Champions League final in an all-English final. It was truly an English weather day. Love it. So picturesque. I love global support. There's a great thing that Teju Cole did, um, the great writer Teju Cole, now no longer on Twitter. The day of the World Cup final, he asked everyone to send in photos of where they were watching the game. Oh, wow. That's with the cool. same hashtag, which was incredible. And it just, the sense of community was incredible. And reading Emilio's message, I get a sense of that. So thank you so much, Emilio.
2: This one's from Dominic Stevenson. I'm thankful for Union Berlin in general, with... The specific moment that embodies the joy being them still being wildly aggressive against Bayern, even though they were down by like three goals.
1: Love it. Love it.
2: <laughs> and this one from Joe Allison says, as a Liverpool fan, I'm continually grateful for the gift that is Jurgen Klopp, including his ability to hit the nail on the head in term- on topics like COVID, homophobia, football, Brexit and the Super League. Much love to you both over the holes. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Oh, love it. Kloppo, man. Love to joy. Love I saw yeargen. a really great tweet the other day where someone said, all I want is for Klopp just to put his arm around me and tell me I'm doing great or something like that. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Harry Sethi rep- reposted it saying the greatest of Christmas gifts.
1: <laughs> he is, the, he is the prob- he's probably the manager from whom you'd most want a hug, isn't he?
2: I think Klopp hugs are good, man. Yeah, I think you yeah. can really just get in there and be like... Rrr. They're right up there. Yeah.
1: Benjamin Orlack, Kiora from New Zealand. The football thing I'm grateful for this year is that my team, QPR, our manager, Mark Warburton, got double jabbed. As when he got COVID a few weeks back, he was only off for a week with mild symptoms instead of maybe getting really ill if he hadn't been fully vaccinated. Mark has been a key part of the financial and footballing recovery at the club. And he's also a wonderful bloke. And it would have been devastating if we had lost him. He's also a great example of why we should all be fully vaccinated. I here's, here's the thing as well. Yeah, I got to say like on the vaccine, right? Like, you know, our thoughts on it. Um, if you can get it, um, please do.
0: Vacation alert from the three-row Jeep Grand Cherokee L. Mama and Papa want to go hiking. Los abuelos want to relax at the beach. And the kids want to go to the amusement park. With seating for up to seven, you and your loved ones can enjoy all these adventures and more. Jeep. There's only one. Visit jeep.com to learn more. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
2: Uh, Gyasi Redding says, one thing I'm really grateful for this year is how fun Arsenal women are to watch and how they seem genuinely happy to play together. Manit Ibubuchi is just delightful to see on socials, messing with teammates and stuff. Planning on getting that slick third shirt with me on the back. Merry Christmas. That's a great shout. I oh, love that thank one. You so much. Yeah. Uh, this one from Kieran Williams. Two things I'm grateful for: is I start playing football again, and really, really damn nice football kits. I have two IX ones because God bless those designers. Oh They're my great goodness! Shouts. Yeah, yeah. The
1: IX kit. Can I just say, like, that's one of the great. It's awful. The fact that you know, what a killjoy moment to ban the IX kit.
2: The well, there's just the yeah, they have to take take the three little birds off it, right?
1: Those are going to be an absolute collector's item. They already are. But when those, I mean, like two, three years from now, those things on eBay are going to go wild Mm. anyway. Yeah. So next up, Jose Perez. I'm grateful Raul Jimenez is alive and well. Mm -hmm. His return to football, scoring goals, and finding an interesting new partnership with Fuang are the bonus miracles we needed this year. I'm also grateful for an end to the 23-year-long drought without a league title this year for Cruz Azul. I was camping at the beach with my family, sat by the campfire, wrapped in a blanket, weeping quietly as the final whistle blew. Oh my God. Fingers crossed for Atlas to do the same shortly. And they did. Esto si es el año bueno.
2: Aww. Yeah, yeah. I think that's okay. I think you would go away with that. That was in the email, by the way. That wasn't Musa just casually throwing it (laughs) out. No, thanks, Jose. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I remember watching that game that Raul Jimenez got injured in because it was against Arsenal in an empty yeah. stadium and it was absolutely horrific. So the fact that he's back playing yeah. and getting existential reds is great to see. Do you think he got that existential red because he was like, let me feel something. Cause I didn't think I would feel this again. So soon. I think, I think that completed the full comeback. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. It was just like,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, that's, that's it. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back boys. I'm back, I'm back boys. <laughs> Uh, Sam Bliss says something I'm extremely grateful for this year is the way that success can galvanise and un- unite an entire nation. Hockey takes up more of the sporting landscape and headlines here in Canada, but the success of our women's team at the Olympics, combined with the success of our men's team in World Cup qualifying, really seems to be a turning point for football in Canada. For- Canada have had a great year on the football front this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely sure. amazing.
2: And you never know; they may be given a mention on the stadios Who knows? They may indeed, indeed, Who indeed. Knows? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Tune in to find out. Exactly, twenty ninth of December, the award ceremony that no one would ask for and no one wants, but you are going to get. It. See you there. Come on, yes, sad. <laughs> Kurt Olson. This
1: year, I'm grateful for the opportunity I've had to start coaching and teaching two to five year olds <gasps> football. Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Okay. Coming up on two years of COVID, for some of the kids, it's the first social interaction they've ever had. Wow seeing them score a goal for the first time is an absolute delight
2: oh my god that's incredible I mean that's seeing, incredible.
1: seeing kids playing football especially that age is just a joy
2: it's incredible
1: you know those kids are so small the football is like the size 5 football is actually bigger than their heads it's like yeah. adorable <laughs> <laughs> and the ball they're kicking a size 5 football and it comes up to like almost their knee and they're, and, they're lo- and they're loving it This oh, it's a joy
2: it's a joy and absolute. you know props to you Kurt for teaching kids Kurt. how to play football because it's
1: a great so gig much. so rewarding oh no man uh, do you want to do another? sure Brandon Monzon for the thing I'm grateful for this season I would say it was the Chalaba goal against Palace on opening oh, week oh yeah what a goal as a Chelsea fan I've grown accustomed to our big signings and our young guys getting loaned out it was just nice to have a moment with one of our own where you could see what the goal meant to him and the whole team going and celebrating that moment with him and what a goal it was too so it was just a wonderful way to start off a new season.
2: Ah, oh, great shout! He's the ace Chalaber man. He is, and there's something
1: really special about breaking through mm. when so many other players have to go elsewhere to fulfil their dream.
2: It's really yeah. I mean, thing. I don't want to make it. Oh, uh, actually, maybe I'll maybe I'll save it. Actually, I think I'll yeah. save it. I think I'll save what I was going to say for for. Or maybe I'll throw in one one that I'm grateful for. I'm really grateful as an Arsenal fan. I'm really grateful for Bukayo Saka and Emma Smith for that yeah. very reason. Yep, yep. Two Haaland boys coming through at the same time, playing together, number seven and the number 10 for Arsenal Football Club. Iconic shirts. My beautiful boys, man. <laughs> My beautiful boys. Keep beautiful them, protect place. them at all costs. At all costs. I'm so grateful for, actually, is that Saka has been completely unaffected by what happened at the Euros. Yes, yes,
1: yes. Yeah. Star he's boy. He, he's, he's, star he's
2: boy. so integral to that Arsenal side. But yeah. Do the next couple? i yeah, will do the next couple. This one from Michelle Krogius. Hope I pronounced that right, Michelle. Michelle says, "I'm grateful for the continued coverage of women's soccer slash football in the US. I watched more live NWSL, Women's Champions League, and FAWSL games this year than ever. Amazing, loving that. And that's been really good treat to watch as well. Yeah, access and good coverage and treat it seriously. Take for it sure. seriously. Uh, this one from Jared Sims. who said, "I'm thankful for Thomas Tuchel, American soccer Jesus, Christian Pulisic." Have a a guess who you think uh, Jared supports. Huh! I can't tell. I cannot tell. This (laughs) might give it away. Kai is cool, calm finishing in the Champions League final. And just in case you had any doubt, Chelsea Football Club. In Jared's words, the best club in the year. The best club in the year. It's Jared's opinion. And you know what? It's an
1: arguable case. I like it. It's an arguable case. I like it.
2: Club as a whole... With all the men and the, what the men achieved this year and what the women have achieved this year, that isn't, that isn't a wild shout for a club it's of the year. A, it's a great shout. Glad you had a good year on that front, Jared.
1: Yes. Oh, there's some big Chelsea energy here. I know, we've got a
2: lot of Chelsea ones. Here we go.
1: Sam Pilnick. I am grateful for a few footballing items this year. One, Chelsea winning the Champions League after a dismal winter period and bringing in Tickle. I've never been so anxious watching a sporting event in my entire life, especially once Harvard's goal went in. I was tweaking. I haven't seen tweaking, but I I got a good sense of it. I think, yeah, tweaking sounds like a very nervous experience. I'm glad you're no longer tweaking, Sam. Congratulations. Two, I'm grateful that there are more opportunities to follow the women's game here in the States. I need to catch more of it, but I'm glad it's here. Awesome. Three, I'm glad that even though my rec soccer team (laughs) Queen's Park Strangers.
2: (laughs) What a name.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) I'm glad even though my rector not going Queens to make Park, it to the stadios. Queen's Park strangers still stink. We are able to feel the side each week. Shout out to those incredible unsung heroes who manage.
2: Oh my God. Through How wind, rain, for, yeah. through Sunday Earth, league who, football.
1: Who manage to get teams out.
2: I am no who idea, manage yeah, the amateur no.
1: teams out every single week. I just, it's incredible.
2: That's a great one. Nice one, Sam, for that. Uh, this one from Michael David. Hey guys, I'm thankful for Alison's goal in the final minutes of the game against West Brom last season, which ultimately helped Liverpool get into the Champions League. Just an absolutely crazy moment that made me go crazy and being in the Champions League just makes the year a lot more fun. And uh, do you want to read the next one from Neef?
1: Yes, okay. Shout out to Neef, the award-winning journalist, award-winning, award-winning, award-winning winning feature
2: writer, and Neif
1: Jokic Pudom, also yes. known as Neif. Big Southampton fan.
2: Absolute legend.
1: This is lovely. Here we go from Neef. Alisson's 95th minute header against West Brom was such a pure moment, given what he was going through with the passing of his father. Seeing him break down in tears after was really moving, and his post-match interview was even more so. He spoke about the love and messages he had received from the different clubs, managers, in the Premier League, as well as Klopp and his teammates. Amazing. To me, it really spoke to the maddening time we were, are in and the little ray of light in community football can be in dark periods. My second moment was Saka being clapped at various away grounds after the Euros. Seeing varying pockets of the country rally around him after the racism he experienced was heartwarming. Niamh, what a writer, what a sentiment. Yeah, man. Thank you so much.
2: Uh, I've got a couple of quick ones here from Will Early, who says, football-related goalkeeper goals and Liverpool's team spirit during an injury-riddled and off year.
1: Goalkeeper goals, listen, we stand a goalkeeper goal. Goalkeeper
2: goals are. Listen. It's, it's like, the thing is, the only thing better than the goalkeeper going up for a corner is seeing a goalkeeper run back after going up for a corner. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought we were going to say Gerard Piquet. No, the sword. terror. The terror. And then, obviously, number one is Gerard Piquet inexplicably mirandering forward in like the third minute of a game. It's the best. Uh, Adam Lanin from Ohio says, I'm grateful to watch Mo Salah on Paramount Plus and MBS, NBCSN. USA, Peacock, and NBC. Not grateful for those Liverpool yellow kits though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Falling Mo Sal on all platforms. What, in in, in, in AK and seven, that he does not AK. appreciate. Yeah. I do like a yellow Liverpool kit, to be honest. I Yeah, I like do. It. It's just classic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dr. Rich Cordero. Howdy y'all, he says. The football related thing I'm most grateful for this year is that my very favourite team in the whole world, the Florida State Seminoles women's soccer team, won the NCAA championship on 6th December, the day before my eighth wedding anniversary. Oh, oh many congratulations to you and yours, Happy anniversary. Rich. Many congratulations. They've been so good for so long that it's a sort of tradition for my partner and I to watch them in the latter stages of that tournament around our anniversary. Oh, it's wow. lovely. Big up to the NCAA Women's Defensive Player of the Year We had a monster game, Emily Madro. She's got big... PK Ram we've already got the pitch energy. Oh, oh my timing. God. Yes,
2: I didn't even call it. Oh that. my God. Oh, I love it when Remember I'm Remember the name.
1: Together. Remember the name. Emily Madrill. Listen, shout out to Emily. Hey, Doing thanks, Rich. Games. That's a great
2: one. And yeah, congratulations so. on your Seminoles and your wedding anniversary. What a lovely one. Love that so much. Uh, this one's from Joe in Connecticut. It so says, aside from you two beautiful people, thanks, Joe. Audio oh. format. Audio <laughs>
1: format,
2: <laughs> face for podcasts.
1: <laughs> but thanks very much. <laughs> oh God. Oh
2: God. I am I am most grateful for the different apps that allow me the ability to watch games across the globe. In the past, being an American football fan meant you needed both a ludicrously large satellite disc and an income to match it in order to watch the world's game. Now I can watch almost anything I want for a few bucks a month. It's given new life to my love of football. Amazing. Like we said before, man, accessibility. Always, always. Let the people watch the people's game. Indeed. Here, here.
1: Alex Ania from San Francisco. Hey guys, the football related thing I'm most grateful for this year is football. Being lucky enough to have a job I can do from home allowed me to tune into first the Champions League and then English Premier League matches during the workday in San Francisco. At first, these provided a needed escapism from the long, dark nightmare of the last US presidency and a reminder that there was a bigger world out there where sports commentators praised the aesthetic beauty of a sweet shot rather than argued about a missed foul call. Then I got swept up in it and now I'd like to begin my Saturdays with Premier League mornings, a massive upgrade from the meathead forced laughter of NFL pregame shows. And here's the wow. thing, actually, and without wanting to even criticise punditry on other shows specifically, what I will say is this: again, to the point of accessibility, I think if people feel included across the board by a love of a mutual love of expertise and the narratives emerging from each team camp, I think as much as you can encourage that, muse, that mutual love, because I, I mm-hmm. do believe there are people that, that, that I do believe there are games, there are sport, there, there are matches where, no matter what your kind of orientation or where you locate yourself there are things about the game where you talk about them, you can all appreciate them to a certain degree and it's just a really nice feeling um, to see that Alex has got that from football. Because football doesn't always, you know, football, you know, the NFL has its issues. We know that they're well documented but so does football and I'm just really glad that Alex has taken that from football in particular.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, Glad you next too. Ah, there you go. You're lucky. You're blessed. Oh God, here we go. Emily, you you see the list of names. We've got got a couple of chaos agents coming up here. One of them being Emily (laughs) Orham from London. Emily the Great. Check out Emily's newsletter. It's really good. The way you talk about ball. Emily says... My submission for the thing I'm grateful for in football is football Twitter. Football Twitter is often rightly used as a catch-all insult and considered a cesspit. But if you follow the right people and engage with the right stuff, it's the most wonderful, joyous community and it's made my life exponentially better. That's really nice. Emily's awesome. Emily's good on Twitter though. Yeah. Be good on Twitter and your Twitter is good. And really
1: lovely in person as well. I had the pleasure of meeting Emily.
2: Oh yeah, she got to your book launch, didn't she? yeah along with the gang yeah yeah not that I'm plugging my book on here it's not my vibe oh, really how many <laughs> how many on for the season <laughs> uh, this one from Kevin McSpadden in Hong Kong I'm grateful for the return of Australian League football being based in Hong Kong it's the only league where top matches are on television at a reasonable hour The league is also just bad enough to be extremely chaotic. (laughs) The other day I witnessed a stand flare in a crowd of like 12 people, which is hilarious. (laughs) Don't try stand flares
1: at home. Do not try. Okay, Kevin, you're a chaos agent. (laughs) Just
2: reminded me of that amazing video of that dude DJing off the balcony with just two guys on the bottom bouncing up and down. And he's playing that house remix of Milkshake.
1: And everyone's I was going wild for it, yeah, yeah, love it, love it. (laughs) Thanks, Kevin, that's great. Shout out to Kevin, yeah, yeah. This one's from Joshua Gwilliam. The footballing moment I was most grateful for in 2021 was the Harry Kane penalty against Denmark to make it 2-1 and secure England's place in the final. I was out watching with friends in a busy pub and remember my head dropping into my hands after Schmeichel made the original save, only to be basically thrown across the (laughs) room by my friends after Kane scored on the rebound. (laughs) Following the game, we joined hundreds of other fans on Ryland in Peckham, and sang all the England songs long into the night. Given the time we've had with the pandemic, I will never forget how connected I felt with the community and my friends that evening. Amazing. Love that so much. Love that so, so much. Oh my goodness, you've got
2: to read this one. Oh God.
1: This, this man's tweet should come with a health warning, frankly.
2: Lagos' very own agent of oh chaos. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Listen to how he signed off on his own email. When we read this? Kunle Jo, Hi guys, I just wanted to say I'm eternally grateful for Sharif's late winner at Real Madrid earlier this season. Of course, there's some nuance to unpack over Sharif itself. But in a year where the Super League was talented to prevent clubs like Sharif from participating, it was just so wholesome to see. Much love from Stadio's official menace, Kunle.
1: That's what you are, Kunle. You knew what, what, you what this was.
2: We all knew it was. You knew what this was. You knew what this <laughs> was. Much love to Kunle. Co- uh, co-hunter of the Stadio fan club. Unless yes, Bob. Shout out to Bob, legend.
1: Miguel Sicart, here's a couple of things that made me football happy. I'll try to be brief. Oh, know I can't. Well, I'm with you there. I'm not the most brief of things. This is, from, this is maybe from 2020, but still a great one. We live in Copenhagen, and one weekend we went down to our very local stadium to watch a Danish cup match. Not just any match, but a very local derby between Fremad Amager playing in the Danish second best league and B, 1908, playing in the 5th Division. There's literally a road between these two clubs, so it was actually a proper derby, very local and very friendly. And because it was a cup match, who knows, maybe 08 could win. But the point of the story is that in minute 60, one of the line judges got injured, and because it was a match in the early stages of the cup, there was no fourth referee to substitute him. After a few minutes, with the line judge clearly injured, we heard from the PA this message, the line judge is injured and there's no sub, if there is anybody in the audience who can be a line judge, please come down to the dressing rooms. And of course, there was a volunteer. An 18-year-old kid, known by all of us because he's a youth coach in the local club, was taking a referee education and therefore could referee an official match. He raced down the stands, disappeared into the dressing room and emerged five minutes later with his referee kit. The stadium exploded in cheers and clapping and for the rest of the match, we celebrated every single decision he took. He completed a great match, no mistakes, and was hailed as a hero. The beauty of local football.
2: That's incredible.
1: I, I adore that. That is one of my, I love this so much. I love this so much.
2: That's so good, man. Uh, we've got
1: two more. That's it. It's been so much fun. Thank, by the way, thanks for these have been amazing. I know. Actually. And
2: fun fact, we've read every single one out. Everyone that, got, everyone that submitted one, we read it out. There we go. Emmett McLaughlin in Ireland. Hi, lads. Thanks for all the great podcasts throughout the year. They've been the soundtrack to many a nighttime feed for my son, Leo, born in September. Oh, cheers, oh, Emmett, and congrats. Welcome, Leo. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, Leo. To this chaotic nonsense, Leo. <laughs> As a Liverpool fan born in 1991, I'm grateful for so much in football the last few years. But I would like to show gratitude to one man, Divock Origi. Any day he's playing, I make sure to wish my friends a happy Origi day. (laughs) They are becoming more common, but have been all the more enjoyable for being sporadic. When I think of the top 10 moments as a Liverpool fan in my life, he's involved in at least three of them. Of all the times in history, I'm grateful to live in the age where I get to watch his perfect mix. of Chaotic nonchalance It's the kind of energy I want to bring to my own life. Much love, Emmett. That's incredible. And do you know what? One of the things I'm, I I echo Emmett on that. I think one of the things that has been really cool this year has been, it's kind of felt like it's been a breakout Divock year. year. Liverpool fans have always known about it. And I think people who are aware of the stuff that he's done as a Liverpool player, they know that he pops up in those moments. But I think that that people have noticed that actually it's wider than they think. He's just super
1: chill though because like, He's great, he scores man. these huge, important goals mm. and then just sort of like disappears like into the squad again. Mm. But he's always there. He's always available. And um, it's not like he's like, okay, I've got to leave this club and go to another club. i go to another club and get 20 league goals a season and kick on. He's like, I love playing for Liverpool. I love scoring goals for Liverpool. And someone made a point, someone said, he's the kind of person that's very clear that he has football that's proper perspective and obviously has a very rich life outside football. Mm. because he's always, it's not like he's a kind of squad member who is just a passenger. He's genuinely scored huge important goals and decisive ones. Second goal in a Champions League final in 2019. Like it was nothing. Mm. And Klopp has said like, he's a brilliant finisher and at another club, he would get more starts, but we're kind of just happy to have him.
2: Yeah. And I I think that's an amazing attitude to have. Like he wants to, he wants to be around uh, a squad like that and be a part of history almost like a, the sixth man in basketball. Exactly. And someone also said
1: that, yeah, I love that analogy. Someone also said that Divock Origi is one of the most satisfying words to pronounce, names yeah. to pronounce in a Scouse accent. Huge respect for Divok and a lovely message too.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, you're up for the final one.
1: Oh, wow. What an honour. Okay. This has been a joy. Okay. Um, so swift. The party's so sweet. It's from Rodri Evans. Hi, Ryan and Musa and all the Riders House extended universe. I love it. The Um, (laughs) W-H-E-U. Nice to still be part of an E-U of some sort. Anyway, uh, sorry, (laughs) (laughs) The thing that I'm most thankful for is Chelsea Women and the effect that supporting the club has had on my relationship with my sister. My own football story started as a four-year-old being taken to Stamford Bridge by my dad and granddad. When Chelsea Women won their first WSL in 2015, and particularly watching the first ever Cup at Wembley, won by Chelsea. I was hooked in the same way I was when I was hooked as a four year old watching Gallus and Carvalho and Robin. We've always been lucky to have three season tickets in the Matthew Harding, rest in peace, upper stand. But up until the run to Champions League final, we never really considered doing the same at Kingsmeadow. At the start of the season, though, we bought four season tickets in the knowledge that Dad, my brother, and I would go often and maybe we could convince my 14 year old sister to go too. My sister has never really been into sports, so when we took her to Kingsmeadow for her first experience at a football stadium, I was keen for her to feel included. I deliberately found a row of seats, a few in front of the loudest fans, and pointed out every player warming up on the pitch before the game. The game took care of itself. Fran Kirby, Super Fran, laid on three assists and a 3-1 win over Hope Powell's resilient Brighton. What I had not realised was that Chelsea had a new lifelong fan in my sister. On the bus home, she raved about Guru Wrighton, her favourite player, Aaron Cuthbert and, of course, Frank Kirby. Come Sunday the 5th of December, and there we were as a family of five, sitting directly behind the arc of Sam Kerr's chip, celebrating a Wembley FA Cup win. My sister sporting a Wrighton 11 shirt, cheering for Emma Hayes and her gang of heroes. I am incredibly thankful to women's football and the sanctuary often provides from the uglier side of men's football. But most of all, I'm thankful to it for helping me share some amazing experiences with my sister and hopefully many more. Sorry that this is so long. I wanted to tell the story properly. Thanks, Rodri. What a lovely one to finish on. My heart, my heart. This is delightful in so many ways.
2: Thanks, Rodri.
1: That's so good. I love that. Can I just say, the Sam Kerr chip was so funny because in the stadium watching that, everybody thought she was going right to left, including (laughs) poor Arsenal keeper um, Zinsberger. Like everyone thought that was going right to left and that chip was a glorious one. But I love that that encapsulated your love for the game and your relationship with your sister. So yeah, thank you, Roderick. Thank you to everyone. What a lovely, what a lovely episode, what a lovely list of, um, of gratitude. I know, man. I know.
2: I think I would like
1: to go a little bit, you know... Sentimental?
0: Yeah.
2: We're really lucky with the kind of shit we have. Yeah, I think that's right. Yep. The people kind of seem to, not seem to mind whether we go in on a really horrible topic like we did with the Super League this year, for example. Right, right. But then you also don't seem to mind if we do something a little bit funny and... I feel very lucky for that because I think that we do like, we don't like to do the same thing over and over and over again. I think we can, we do like kind of doing something like this and then something like this and stuff. Yeah, I just feel really, really grateful that we've got such a great crew, you know.
1: Audiences are not guaranteed. We all know that. And there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, Yeah,
2: I mean, you're never more than one podcast away from someone unsubscribing from your podcast. That's right, that's right.
1: And I want to say this as well, like football for me, in terms of my gratitude, I would say it's, it's really much more about the community these days. You know, I am, um, mm-hmm. I'm not so partisan a football fan as I was in the early days. And even like from week to week, I find myself actually just enjoying the new conversations and stories that football provides each week. Um, mm-hmm. The fact you can check in with people, obviously yourself and like the writer's house crew, but also just like listeners and people online. You can always check in about something new. And the fact that football just begins so many conversations. I mean, how many conversations around the world do you begin just because they have a mutual love of football mm. but then turn into friendships that have nothing to do with football, but they began with it. Like, so as an entry point to so many conversations, interactions that would otherwise be awkward, it's invaluable. So I guess I'm just grateful for, for all of that this year. I agree, man. There we go. Well, listen, let's get out of here. Let's bounce and let these, uh, these listeners return to whatever they were up to uh, today. Eating, making merry or both.
2: Merry Christmas, everyone. Hope you having a lovely day? Absolutely, whatever you're up to, wherever you are. Yeah, yeah. Stadio Archers players on Spotify to find all of the music we play out on each episode. We're playing out on this episode with Merry Christmas by Joseph Washington Jr. Anything you want to add, Musa Konga?
1: Nothing further. Nothing further. Lovely. Consume, consume responsibly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: stay safe, stay well, everyone. Much love, Merry Christmas, and we'll be back for the studio. See you then. See you then. <laughs>
0: Joy to people who say love of the reminisce on how it used to be oh don't mind to me say Merry Christmas yeah. well, well, well I want to say to you It's funky, it's a funky night i a merry Christmas oh, And the new year will come around And we'll bring joy to people who'll sing